Hallelujah. Amen. We bless the name of the Lord for another opportunity to bring his word. Appreciate uh, Vicar, the chaplains, the leaders of this chapel, for setting forth this word for this morning and asking us to bring it. The Lord shall continue to strengthen them in his service. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Let's begin from our theme. Can we take it together if you don't mind? Want to go? Be strong and never be discouraged. There will be reward for your work. Again, be strong and never be discouraged. There will be reward for your work. You know, life could be so interesting. In those days when the Lord Jesus went about preaching and ministering, one day Peter led the disciples and they came to him. And they said to him, Lord, we have left everything and we have followed you. What is in this thing for us? Can you help me tell somebody near you, reward is in the will of God. I'm not sure the person heard it. Tell the person for me, reward is in the will of God. Yes, Lord, we have left all and we have followed you. And the Lord Jesus responded, yes, what you have said is true. For everyone who has left father, left family, left wife, left work and followed me, Say, in this life, that person shall receive rewards. And in the world to come, eternal life. Hallelujah. Help me again tell somebody near you, reward is eternal. Tell the person for me, reward is in the will of God. So, be strong. Never, never, ever be discouraged. There will be reward. For your work. Many people think that for you to get to heaven, that the absolute primary and absolute condition for getting to heaven is being born again. It's not quite true. If you read your Bible very well, in hell there shall be many born again people. Hallelujah. You'll be wondering what is this man telling us this morning? The Lord Jesus says, for those who have come to me, for those who have believed, occupy till I come. And so it is for the born again person who is obedient, occupying for the Lord, that shall make it into the immediate presence of God. That is why today there are Churches, all manner of churches everywhere. All the herbalists have turned into prophets and prophetesses. And all the Cherubina, Cherubina people are adjusting the names of their church to fit into the trend of the times. And the Lord Jesus says, if not, if not, even the elect shall be deceived. And so it is important as we consider the word of God to be mindful of these things. It is in the context of this thing 
that we are bringing the word this morning. And the topic simply says, identifying the deeds prepared for you. You can approach this topic in diverse ways. But what saved me and delivered me is Ephesians 2 verse 10. Hallelujah. That we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. That this is what God has ordained. This is the will of God. This is the purpose of God. That we do the work that he has ordained for us. So looking at our topic, just look at that simple word there. Deed. Deeds. It's simply referring to the work that the Lord has ordained that we should do. It's simply referring to the will and purpose of God. What shall it profit a man? If he's so busy in church, if he's even ordained in the church, but he's laboring outside the purpose of God, that person shall suffer loss at end. And so as we decode this message this morning, I'm trusting the Lord that he is going to be speaking to you. He is going to be speaking to me. So that from this day forward we shall live our Christian lives in the consciousness that heaven has expectation for me and for you. And it is only those who will fulfill these divine expectations that shall find place in the immediate presence of God in the, on the day of eternity. Hallelujah. And so I believe that the kernel of today's message is simply saying, there is a role and place for you. Hallelujah. There is a role and place for you in the gospel. If this reward that we are talking about, you will share in it. God is calling you and calling myself, me, to identify with this role which God is appointed for you and for me. And to occupy in obedience in the area that God has called you. And to perform sin faithfully. God is calling you, God is calling me this morning. Saying to me, saying to you, there is a place, there is a role, there is a purpose, there is a divine destiny which God has ordained for you. I would have wasted my life if I didn't discover mine and walking in it in, this, in obedience. Yes, many years ago, I wanted to be a medical doctor. But God ensured I didn't become one. I went, the story is for another day. Every effort, passed all the exams, did everything. Yet. But many years later, as I look back, I say, thank God. Thank God that I'm not a medical doctor. Thank God. You wouldn't understand unless you know my story. There is a rule. There is a place for you. There is a role. There is a place for me. It is my portion. Heaven is expecting that you are the one that must discover your role. Discover your place. Occupy it. Perform in it faithfully. As you do, there is a reward for now. 
and there is a reward for eternity hallelujah i want us to take this hymn and this hymn somehow encapsulates the kernel of the message i, be, I believe the lord is giving us this morning hymns ancient and modern 328 they are going to project it and i want to plead with us to join with the words as we take this hymn hymns ancient and modern three to eight The church to keep by heart, and also glory for and eternal God you have given us a church you have called us with a calling Lord among which that each and every one of us shall be part of reaching never dying souls and so feed them for eternity so that Lord in that glorious day when the saints shall go marching in all of us shall be counted in the number Lord as we go ahead oh God to open this word speak to us each one lord as you call out to men for salvation grant that men shall respond to you lord as you call out to men this morning to rededicate their lives unto you lord grant them grace to say yes to you lord as you call out to men oh god to join your ministry in peculiar particular and special ways father grant them the grace for obedience lord that each one your word oh lord this day May not be condemnation to anyone, but be life and help for us each one. And grace multiplied through Jesus Christ, 
our Lord. Amen. Amen. There is one thing with God and about God. God calls no man. God sends no man without paying the bills. God calls no man. God sends no man without accompanying him in the work. God calls no man. God sends no man without ordering the steps of that man. God calls no man. God sends no man without putting upon that man, that woman, the power, the unction of the Holy Spirit. How that God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good, healing all manner of diseases. And as he was doing this, the Lord God was with him. Hallelujah. And he got to a particular point in the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says he separated himself to a mountain. And then he called to himself his disciples. And I mean his disciples. And from them he selected those he described as apostles. If you look at Mark 3.14. It says he called them to be with him. Hallelujah. Number two, he called them to go preach the gospel. Number three, he called them to heal and to cast out demons. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you are truly a child of God, when you have truly responded to God, be rest assured that the hand and power of God is upon you. That God goes before you. That God will shield you. That God will help you. To do that which he has appointed for you to do. Hallelujah. There are many ways about which and through which you can approach the work, the purpose of God for our lives. And like I said, it is summarized in the will of God. You may ask yourself, what is the will of God? One of the challenges of today's church, even as we have prayed during the intercession and during the word that came, today's church is in backsliding. Today's church is in backsliding. Many years ago, the Lord spoke to me. He said to me, the church in Nigeria shall continue with its backsliding. The bishops and the general overseers shall continue to build their empires and their mansions. There shall be church everywhere, but the word of God shall be scarce. Not too long ago, I went for a wedding service in one Pentecostal church in town. Beautifully decorated church. Plenty of dancing. Plenty of gyrating. All manner of lights. Green, blue, red. And when you are in that kind of atmosphere, there will never be a time of serenity. Because even the lights are shouting at you. And there are certain times God will speak to you. He will speak to you in the still small voice. But if church is always about dancing and about shouting and about prophesying and about binding and about losing. 
So many of us won't be spiritual intake. We will never hear what the Lord is saying to us. And so what is the will of God? The will of God is first and primarily who God wants you to be. If you miss it there, you have missed every other thing. Who God wants you to be, step two. The will of God is where God wants you to be. Number three. The will of God is what God wants you to do. And number four. Is doing what he has asked you to do. The way he wants you to do it. I'll take it again for those who want to write down. Well, I don't know whether I'm preaching, whether I'm teaching, whether I'm prophesying, whichever way it comes to you, take it. But if you have pen, I want to plead with you to write some things down. I'll take that again. The will of God is who God wants you to be. Very critical. Unless you become who God wants you to become, your goose is cooked. Be in church all your life. Number two, the will of God is being where God wants you to be. Thank God today I'm not a medical doctor. One of the greatest callings any man could have is to be specially called to go preach the gospel, primarily. Where are you? Is that where God wants you to, to be? If that is not the case, this thing will not apply to you. You will be laboring in another man's vineyard. And when you are doing that, you will just be wasting your life. Number three, that the will of God is doing what God wants you to do. And number four, doing what God has asked you to do the way he wants you to do it. Hallelujah. The word, the purpose to which God has called his church Called his sense is very deep, is very wide. There is something for you to do as an individual. There is a place, there is a role for you in your family. There is a place, there is a role for you in your local church. There is a place for you in the wider society, the nation, the community. Tragically and unfortunately, too many Christians today are believers, tongue speaking. Before we used to say demon chasing. Ubu and the believer and Abazri demons also, they are no longer demon chasing. They are demon avoiders. But unless you are where, if you are where God wants you, <laughs> let me tell you. When you come, demons will be on the run. And those who refuse to run, you deal with them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. There is this work to which God has called us. And God has called us to be effective, to be relevant. Not just as individuals. So many of us are just individual Christians, born again. Preparing to go to heaven. But remember the scripture says, it is not just for those who are born again. It is those who will receive sufficient grace, who will receive unction, who will receive power, who will receive authority 
to go for God in obedience with all the courage that they can muster, trusting and knowing that the Lord is with them. It is those people that will come before his immediate presence for their rewards. And so as we go on, I need to be asking myself, what am I doing with my life? And if you are not even a believer, the matter is what the Bible says, if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly appear? It is possible there are people in this chapel. See the level of God's word, the gospel that goes on here every week, every Wednesday. But some have been in this church for years and they are not yet born again. Only God, my Hachek. The Bible says, if the righteous scarcely be saved, where, where shall the ungodly appear? Because the challenge before us, if there are no challenge, if there are no challenges, the Lord wouldn't be talking about courage. If what Joshua was called to do was a simple matter, the Lord wouldn't have said to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Because when you become a Christian, one of the things God has done in your life is that God has recruited you. Hallelujah. He has recruited you to be among others a soldier. And that is why the scripture says, if you are so recruited, do not entangle yourselves with the affairs of this life. With civilian affairs. So that you will please your commander in chief who has enlisted you to be a soldier. Many years ago, just to help us appreciate, articulate the enormity of the challenge that we've been given in today's age. In the mid-1970s, two men, one of them, Bill Bright, he was the founder of Campus Crusade. The other, Lauren Cunningham, he was the founder of Youth with Ambition. Individually and separately, they had a dream. And they met in one conference as they shared. They discovered that what this man received in that dream and vision was also what this man received. What did they receive? They said, the Lord said to them, in the ages to come, not only that knowledge will increase, not only that the world shall become more and more turbulent, but they identify seven areas which they call seven mountains of influence. Today, in universities, these things have been taught in sociology and psychology, but many do not know where it came from. It came from these two men, Christian men, ministers of the gospel. They identify five areas of influence, which they said will be anybody that wants to prevail in this age must take seriously those seven spheres of influence. I will name them quickly. One, family. Family. Number two, religion. You didn't say Christianity. They said what? Religion. Today you can see what is happening. All manners of religion. There's a young man living in our neighborhood. 
About 5 a.m. two days ago, I came out to pray and I heard him shouting. And he was doing this for almost 30 minutes. What was he doing? Praying to his God. The name of his God is what? More. And that's why today in many of our communities, there is a revival and renaissance of ancient idolatry. In all forms, in all manners. Even when Peter B. went on each other the other time, masquerades came to welcome him. I don't know how they will do it. So all manner of religions. Number three, government. And this time government includes politics, policies, governance, such things. The next one is education. The next one, number five. Are you coming with me? Number five is arts and entertainment. I wish we had time. See what is happening in that area. Across the world. Among the richest people today, doing nothing and earning in millions, are artists, comedians, musicians, true or false. And sometimes, listen to what they are singing. Listen to what they are singing. Nonsense! Absolute nonsense. Many years ago, there was one that sound, uh, made the music, Yori Yori. And when you listen to it, you just wonder what Yori Yori means. I remember many years ago in the 70s, as young university students, Afrobeat became very popular. People like Fela Nikola Kwakuti you know, will bring all kinds of things. And you needed to see what he was playing for us and we were dancing. And here in Enugu, you ha we had, I forgot the name of that music group now, they sang one for us. Onyara! 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 And we were dancing, you know? And that would tell you where the world is headed. Even that one, you could see that he's talking on your... In this age and generation, you will also consider some of the things they are singing. Number six, media. The media world. Look at what is happening there. Number seven, business, which includes technology, economics, all manner of things. And the vision that God gave to these two young men was this, that these shall be seven areas of power, of influence, as the days are rolling by. None of these seven areas is in itself evil. So it is an open field, it is an open check that is being given to the nations. If the, na if the Christians engage with it, they will move the work of the gospel forward. Amen? If the Christians, as they don't look, as they have been for many years, 
Satan will take advantage of these seven mountains of influence and, and you know, imprison many people in wickedness, in sin, and in righteousness. If you are asked to say which one is happening, are the Christians taking advantage of these spheres of influence sufficiently? What would be your answer? If you are asked, are the children of, the, of darkness, kingdom of darkness, taking more advantage of these spheres of influence more than the church, what will you say? I think so. I think so. Because, you know, the devil is smarter than you think. Yes, the Lord has given us work to do. And concerning this work, the Lord wants us to be strong. The Lord wants us to be courageous. But the devil knows. And the devil will not give any chance. And that's why spiritual warfare is very relevant. You see, the enemy has inspired men, young people. They've taken advantage of these seven areas, true or false. And they are generating all kinds of forces. And one of the things these forces are doing is to tell you, take it easy. Enjoy yourself. Make money. Become well known. Become the governor of the state. Even if you kill everybody to become so, go ahead and do it. So that you, you know, you will be one of the, you know, and so when you watch what is happening, just as I mentioned before, just little, the area of arts and entertainment, see what is happening. And with the way the enemy is doing, he is infiltrating the church with these inventions. To stop you and I from being mindful of the purpose of God for saving you. For the purpose of God for saving me. To make it difficult and harder for you and me to move forward and do the bidding of God for our lives. Just enjoy yours. Even if you're a Christian, just take it easy. Be like them so that you can win them. So you see a preacher. He's, what he is wearing. Young people, what do you call it? Jeans in the anadokasi, ripped jeans. Eh? What? Well, I'm And you wonder what the preacher wants to prove. And so many American preachers are guilty of this. And one of the tragedies of African Christianity is that we do not know whether we are, what we are doing is Christianity or Americanization. The dance, the songs, American. And we forget that in heaven there shall be tongues. There shall be tribes, and every tribe shall be recognizable. And if you waste all your life in this life trying to be an America, Americana, in heaven there shall be confusion because I am a place again. Yes, I'm an evil man. God wants me to be a 
and Igbo man, but principally and particularly a Christian Igbo man. I'm an Anglican priest by the grace of God. But the most important thing about it is not that I am an Anglican. The most important thing is that I'm a Christian. So when Christianity and Anglicanism disagree, I will dump Christian Anglicanism and do Christianity without apologies. And so God has given us these opportunities and he wants us to engage the world, engage the nations with the gospel, with the peculiarities of our culture many years ago. The Archbishop of Canterbury, Archbishop Kerry, visited Nigeria. And when he was through and he was going, he was asked, How do you evaluate your visit to Nigeria? He said that he was so disappointed. And he wrote about it. He said, I came to Nigeria expecting Nigerian Christians to praise the, the Lord with their African music. I expected that Anglican Christians would turn out as Africans in their cultural dressing, in their language, praising the Lord. And I came here and you are singing Alleluia chorus for me and you are not even getting it right. And it was a very painful assessment. And that is what is happening. We want to live where we are and become another people. When the gospel came to us, it was the gospel that believe in the Lord Jesus, you are going to be saved. Even though it came to us in a package. But many of us have left the gist and we carried the package. Cultural package. Worldview package. And that is why Christianity is not moving as deep, as fast it will move in our time move in our culture presently I'm doing some studies and some of the things I'm discovering they are making me cry oh I wish that the missionaries who brought up the gospel yes they did well they suffered they took many risks to bring us the gospel oh how I wish that when the gospel got here that we receive them as Igbo people. Not as Ndiochana as Igbo. Oh, it would have made a lot of difference. Let me give you a quick example with music. It was only in the late 60s, late 50s and early 60s, that the church allowed Ndiibo, Kahana Akwakana church, Kahana Akuduna church, Kahana Akwekwena church, before, and all that and see what it has done for us I'm not saying they are not good on the choir but see what it has done for us but if you are a proper Igbo man raised as an Igbo person when you hear Oja there is something it does to you my brother when you hear Ogene, there is something that it does to you. It penetrates your innermost being, which an Oyibo man will never understand. 
so received that all these things were missiologically internalized and applied, we won't be where we are today. Because the Christianity we would have received and the way we received it will be issuing from the very depth of our being and worldview. And the enemy knows this. So he wants an evil man to be doing like a evil man. The Yorubas have beaten us to this. Go to Yoruba land. The first newspaper that was published in Nigeria, Iwe Rohin, was published in Yoruba. And it was published by the church. The founders of Nigerian politics, including Herbert Macaulay. Herbert Macaulay was grand, great-grandson of Archbishop Crowder. And go and see the way they are doing their Christianity there. The point I'm trying to make is this, brethren. The challenge before us is huge. The work before us is huge. Judging by these seven spheres or mountains of influence, there is so much to do. But we should ask ourselves honestly, are we scratching this? Have we even scratched them? And one thing with God, you will never go as far as God wants you to go unless you are first yourself. If you travel to Europe, go to America, you will see some black people from Africa, from Ghana, from Nigeria. You will cry. They are lost. You see some of them trying to be black Oyibo, and the thing is not working. And if you know Europeans, especially English people, very, you know, among the people in the world that can gossip very well are English people. If you know them, if you've interacted with them. You will come to that their church and you are given special number in English with uh, Oyubo, this thing. They're just the gospel among themselves. <laughs> so, and so God, in this challenge, mountains of challenges before us, which God wants us to engage with. He wants to, us to engage it with all we are and all we have. The Jewish Shomer, when they gather in worship, the first announcement, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Hallelujah. And you go down Deuteronomy 6, 4 following. He says, and these same things you must teach your children. One of the greatest tragedies of Christianity in Nigeria and Africa today is that we are losing our children. True or false? Uh, we are losing them. And because the only alternative they are taking seriously is what they are getting from the internet. Everything about their lives and worldview is Americanized. And so long as we continue to neglect this, I 
as a people, as Africans, as Nigerians, as Igbos, we will not go as far as we should go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because of our time, I wish I had time. So what have I been saying in summary? The work that the Lord has given us to do, they are diverse. They are huge. And unless we engage with them with understanding, we will not go far. I will just quickly illustrate with this and I will be on the home run. The believer, well, could you help me ask yourself, touch yourself, if you don't mind, touch yourself, ask yourself, am I a believer? Very important. There are times we need to sit down and ask ourselves hard questions. Am I a believer? Am I living as one? Does the devil know that I'm a believer? So many of us, our Christianity is such that the devil couldn't care less about us. Or God devil, see that one now, bro. The devil will just do like this and continue. Because the person's life is of no consequence. Spiritually, the person's life is not leaving any impact. If you say that you belong to the Lord Jesus... Given the gangatum of work, the quantum of work that we've been given to do, to preach the gospel, to go for him, to fight the kingdom of darkness, to establish his kingdom everywhere we find ourselves. It then demands very seriously that we are people who are not just believers, but we know that we are believers. We are conscious of what the Lord has asked us to do. Rushing for time, let me quickly bring back, before I rush on, Mark 3, verse 14. The Lord Jesus called them, what? To do what? To be with him. The Lord Jesus said to the Pharisees and the disciples, he said, my meat is to do what? Is to do the work of him that sent me and to finish it. And he says, his work is that you believe in him whom he has sent. And so the first thing is that he called us to himself to be with him. And when we are with him, he will teach us. He will change our lives. He will disciple us. He will strengthen us. Number two, that we may go and preach the gospel. Remove go from Christianity. What you have is ordinary religion. Go. Go into all the world. Reach out to men. Reach out to women. In your place of work. In your family. In your community. In the areas in your niche where you have impact and influence, reach out to men. Reach out to women. Let them know, not just by what you say, but how you lead your life, that you are a child of God. Then number three, that they may heal 
cast out demons. So if you like what God has called us to, to be with him, to be what he wants us to be, number two, to go for him. Primarily preaching the gospel through our lives and through our words. And number three, very importantly, to fight. Hallelujah. To fight against the forces of darkness. The devil operates in four different ways. And one painful thing is this. The scripture says, if the footmen weary you, what will you do when the horsemen come? For so many of us, dangerously too many of us who call ourselves Christians today, we are being wearied by footmen. It's not possible for God to lay any serious weight upon our lives and we are able to carry them. Yet, the devil fights in so many ways, but I will quickly mention four. Then I will rush on. If you want to write, you are free to write. Because while we are doing this work which God has called us to do, the devil will not stand idly by and let us be or let us do it. He will do everything to stop us. He does that in four major ways. Number one, in subtlety. That's how he handled Eve in the garden. You know, with our, with Mary, Mary, you know. Number two, as a strong man, the devil wants to take by force. He wants to occupy your niche by force. He wants to engage you by force and take what belongs to you to himself. Number three, the devil works as an angel of light. Sorry, let me take the third one. The devil works as a regent prince. Regent prince. A regent priest is someone who is in charge for the time being. The devil knows that his time is coming. And so while he has the space, the Bible, the Lord Jesus describes him as the prince of this world. Hallelujah. But the Lord Jesus says, the prince of this world comes, but he has nothing, no portion in me. Will I be able to stand and say, the prince of this world comes, but he has nothing in me. So many years ago, we gathered as young students trying to cast out demon from one young man. And as people were laboring, the person, he was in this center and the people surrounded him. When they don't speak in tongue, tire, brastos to stos to kashiti, babaso telita, you know, he was just turning and looking at them. True story. He will turn and look at this person. So I say, see Benji, what do you do with Selena last week? What do you do with Selena? You are coming here doing barabara. Maga can't. Yes. The Lord Jesus says, the enemy comes. The prince of this world comes. But he has nothing in me. If the devil has anything in you, you can't fight him. You can't. You will try and avoid spiritually. Yes, in subtlety, as a strong man, as a regent prince, that you know the enemy works 
as an angel of light. Second Corinthians 11.14 This is where he has gotten the church in Sikiwan. In subtlety, you go to the market, you buy a pendant. You didn't take time to find out the iconological meaning of that pendant. The enemy already has a foothold in your life by obsession. You go out there, you see a fashion style. You won't ask questions. Let me tell you. Every music you hear. Every fashion style. That is in vogue. Is coming from somewhere. And many times. Most of these things are inspired by demon powers. Those of you who are old enough to remember. Chief Osita Osadebe. There is one thing with Osita Osadebe's music. I, well, the younger people here, how many of you you've heard about Osita Osadebe, Chief Osita? Okay. There is one thing with Osadebe's music. If Osadebe is praying, playing, sorry, he can play from six in the night to six in the morning. Nobody will sleep. Number two, while Osita or Sadebe is playing, you can drink five cartons of beer in one sitting without shaking. And while Osita or Sadebe is playing, you will see yourself as a Zibo model, just nolo nonwayo, anakuli egu, inalanku. You are just enjoying yourself. And many years ago, Sito Sarebe sang. He said, But if you are just an ordinary Christian, you will see, say, well, it was a philosophical band, philosophical music. What is happening? The devil knows that if he comes to you in black with two horns, with a long tail, you will run because you will know it is the devil. So what he does, he has gone to the mall and he has changed his wardrobe. The devil now dresses for the occasion. Even as we are in church now, he is here. Hello? <laughs> you don't believe? <laughs> he is here. He is here. I don't want to go into the theology of it. Maybe for another day. And so the enemy now comes as an angel of light. Even today you can get a PhD in religion specializing in satanism. Hello? Is that not a PhD in religion? But look at the line of specialization. Satanism. Some specialize in occultic theology. Those young men today that are reading law, go and see what they are forced to read. 
That is why when you finish graduating as a lawyer, you graduate, you go to law school, and you come out, your logic changes. Unless you take time, unless you are strong spiritually in the things of the spirit, if will barrister so 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 on his way to hell. And it is like that. Go and say, ah, those who go to the university like Peter will be to read philosophy. Oh, go and check what they are exposed to read. Go and check. And this is the devil operating as an angel of light. Bringing knowledge as it were. Bringing light as it were. But the tragedy is that today's church is not prepared for these things. How then can we do the work? I have served in some churches where church I've been preaching for about 50 minutes and they will come and tell you in this church 10 minutes and you think they are joking even as I'm speaking now some people are already wondering won't you come down or For instance, you are praying. You prayed for 10 minutes. Let me tell you. After praying for 10 minutes, what you are struggling with in that 10 minutes is what is called soul noise. What is soul noise? You are battling with all the ngongo and and all the struggles that you have been having the previous day and the previous week. You are praying. Okay? Huh. The question I check I get clear. You see, uh, God will help me. It will clear. Brabada, brabada, brabada. Within two minutes, he will come again. That is what happens for most people until they are able to conquer and prevail beyond that terrain. But how long? Do many of us pray 10 minutes? You won't walk. Because the forces arrayed against you, against me, is, is mountainous. There are times when the presence of the Lord, why am I saying this? You cannot occupy for Him. You cannot be strong for Him if we continue to do the silence Christianity many of us are doing. The kind of Christianity where you do your quiet time, where you are driving to work. Hello? No, when the non-guy already like that. All of us here are some. All of us here are doing exploits in the things of the Lord. Amen? Amen? And so we have great work to do. So I will rush and conclude with this. When you are a believer, watch 
the things that are used to describe who you are. Number one, you are the redeemed. Hallelujah. Redeemed from the power of sin. Redeemed from the power of the kingdom of darkness. So that you are recruited to go for the Lord. To help that others who have not been redeemed may be redeemed. And when that is the case with you, your neighbors will know. Hallelujah. Number two. The believer is a disciple. A disciple is someone who has been called to follow Jesus. And he's following Jesus step by step. And he's not just following the Lord Jesus. Every disciple must pick up his cross and follow him. And so in your life, two crosses must be true for you to be victorious. One, the cross upon which the Lord Jesus was crucified. Number two, that small cross, Peter will pick at the foot of his cross to follow him. That small cross speaks of responsibility. That small cross speaks of the costs you must pay. That small cross speaks of the persecutions that must come your way, which God enables you to conquer. He said, offenses must come. You can't avoid it. But he said, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. The Christian life could be exciting if you understand it. If you commit wholeheartedly to it. Wherever you are, in all that you do, by the grace of God, I've had the privilege of having exposure in diverse fields. In civil and public service. The first place I worked was in the federal civil service. I've had the privilege of working in industry. I've worked as the marketing manager with enormous powers. Each way you go, eh? You get it. I've worked as a pastor for many years now. I'm an, Ang- an Anglican clergyman. By God's grace, I've worked in consultancy, management, consultancy, and training. And I have met people. And I have seen people. But if you are a child of God, they will know. They will know. As a marketing manager, I was about 30. And seven sales managers were working under me. They were all older than myself. Enormous powers to appoint this person or appoint the other person. And people who organize come to bribe me at that age, many years back. And I will say no. I have at least two of them today who are big pastors, one in redeemed and one in winners. One day they were giving me testimony of how they became Christians. You see, the way you did your work, not as a pastor, as a marketing manager. And today they are very big senior pastors and doing great. Hallelujah. So you are redeemed. You are a disciple. Number three. You are a witness. A witness is somebody who declares to others what he has experienced. What the Lord Jesus has done in your life. You tell it to others. I think it's Psalm 107 verse 2. He says, let the redeemed of the Lord do what? Say so. Tell it to others. The story of what the Lord Jesus has done in your life. Number four. 
for you to be able to do this work for which we are enjoined to have courage, to be strong. Every genuine believer is a soldier. Hallelujah. Soldier of the cross. Defender of Christian causes. By the grace of God, I cannot be anywhere. And you are maligning Christianity and I will keep quiet. No matter who you are, no matter who be your papa. I won't keep quiet. If you are my boss, the highest you can do, after I don't say my own, you give me query. And you see, query is not a fearful thing if you are giving query because of the things you do as a Christian. Rather, it is an another opportunity to explain the gospel. Hallelujah. <laughs> you walk in some places where they talk about Jezebel, leave that man avec. Hallelujah. So you are a soldier. There's something we do for many, those of us who have Anglican backgrounds, when we baptize children or baptize adults. And what do we answer? But this is the calling with which I have been called. And this is the calling with which you have been called. That I shall fight manfully under the banner of Christ. Against the world. Against the flesh. Against Satan. And sin. Yes, see what Satan is doing with many of us. Because he wants to make sure that you do not fulfill that covenant declaration over your life. Number five, he, we are called as stewards. We are stewards of the mysteries of God. Number six, we are called as pilgrims. That while you are on this path in this world, you are a pilgrim. You do not entangle yourself with the affairs of the world, no matter what it is. There is no amount of money, no amount of position that you will give me by the grace of God that will make me to compromise the gospel. Never. When I was working in industry, it got to a point that my MD will arrange for people to come and bribe me. And I never knew. They will come, bring money, bring wine, bring this. And I will say, if it is for me to bend this, it's not possible. And they will go back and tell the man. Oh, not to one, not to one. He sent the another group. He said, who is this young man? At about 30. Does it mean not your ego? Does it mean he doesn't want to buy land as others are buying? Why is he doing like this? I was taught that if you're a Christian, in every position you find yourself, defend the faith. Leave it. As you are doing that, you are drawing men without your knowing. Hallelujah. It still works. Number seven, we are joined heads with Jesus Christ. 
Number eight and finally, and that's where I will stop. We are ambassadors. Ambassadors of the kingdom. Ambassadors of Jesus Christ. Do you know one thing with ambassadors? Just one or two things. Then we will pray. When an ambassador comes to a country, he dresses like his people. True or false? When an ambassador comes to a nation to address them, he addresses them in his language. Hello? You are not following. When an ambassador comes, he brings a letter of credence from his own president or head of state to the president of the nation to which he is coming. There are certain things an ambassador doesn't say. The ambassador doesn't say his mind. He speaks the mind of his kingdom. The Bible says, in Jesus Christ, we are ambassadors. But when God calls you, God knowing that the enormity of the things that he's committing to us as believers, they are huge. He doesn't leave us alone. I don't know what you have heard this morning as we pray. Could you bow your heads as we pray? I don't know what you heard. Like I said before, if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly appear? You are here for the first time. You have not given your life to the Lord Jesus. I want to entreat you and plead with you. Could you just raise your right hand and surrender to him? God bless you as you do so. Can see one or two hands behind there. You are here, you know for the first time you've not given your life to Jesus. I want to encourage you if you are raising your hand to stand as we pray. Could you please stand? I could see a few hands. Just stand where you are. God bless you. Yes, could you stand? God bless you. I saw some other hands behind. Could you stand? Could you just say after me, Lord Jesus? I come to you. I have heard your word. Forgive me my sins. This hour, I am accepting you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my life. Come into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want you to walk to the chancel. Yes, those of you standing, I can see one, two, I think one other. Please. Just brave it. Come out and come to the altar. Quickly, quickly. God bless you. Quickly. God bless you. Let's give the Lord a hand as they come. God bless you. We are going to make another call. Yes, you are here. You have you received the gospel many years back. But you know that you have not been doing well. Your Christian life has been wobbling. And you want to rededicate your life. Kneel there and be talking to the Lord as we call this other group. You know yourself, yes, born again, yes. But you know that you have need to rededicate your life to the Lord. Could you please stand so we can pray together? You know you are in that situation. Yes, many years back you gave your life. But you know you've been struggling with your Christian life. I want to plead with you to stand together as a point of rededication to the Lord. God bless you anymore. 
There are more people that should be standing. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my brother. Any other person, you know you are here. You know you are here. Your Christian life has not really been what it should be. And you know it. You know it. Just lift your hand to the Lord and talk to him. Tell him, Lord, I rededicate my life today. Say, Lord, I rededicate my life today. Forgive me in the areas of my failings. Forgive me in the areas of my failings. Strengthen me afresh, Lord, to go for you. Grant me the strength necessary to go for you. Grant me the added unction required to fight in your name. And so, Father, thank you for these, your children, that are rededicating their Christian lives to you. You know them. Forgive them in the areas they have failed, in the areas they have fallen short, Lord. Visit them with mercy and set upon their lives a fresh auction and visitation. That from this day forward, a new beginning has begun for them. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, God bless you. Final call. You are here and you know from the day you got born again, from the day you started taking God seriously, that God has been calling you to serve him in a special way. Could you stand, please? You belong to that group. Yes, you are a Christian, you are born again. The Lord has been laying it on your heart that he wants you to yield yourself to serve him in a special way. God bless you. Any other... Yes, you know it. You know that the calling of God is upon your life. You know it. You know it. God bless you. Any other that wants to stand. God may be calling you to be a pastor. God may be calling you to be an evangelist. God may be calling you to be a teacher. God may be calling you to do one form of special or specialized ministry. Or other. And you know it. You know it. It is very clear. Could you please stand? There is one lady who should be standing, but she's not standing yet. You have done so many things. You've been a teacher. You've tried trading. You are somewhere now, working part-time somewhat. But God has been calling you. I want to plead with you, do yourself a favor and stand. Those of you who are standing, you know that the Lord is calling you for ministry. If you, please, I want you to brave it and come out. Kneel on the other side of the chancel. Please come. Could you come? Come out. Come out. Come out. God bless you as you come. God bless you. God bless you. Just on the other side of the chancel, kneel there. Yes, come. Come. Please come. Ma'am, come. There is a young man here that has been struggling with his life for some time. At this point, he is confused, thoroughly confused. And he knows that the hand of the Lord has been upon him, pulling him. Please, if you're that young man, could you please come? There's another young man, well, I would say young, he's a, almost getting to retirement. Some are called at 30, some are called at 70. You are in that age bracket and you know the Lord is laying something in your heart to serve him in a special way. Please come. Are you in that bracket? Please come. Please come. 
We are going to take that hymn again, A and M328 and Canon Professor Onar will pray for us, committing these ones, those giving their life, and those who are yielding to the calling of the Lord upon their lives for ministry. Yes, A and M three two three. is that you have paid for my sins. My confidence is that your blood will cleanse me. I don't trust how good I can be. I don't trust the church that I attend. I don't trust any religious ceremony that I have had. My confidence is in you. Lord Jesus, I welcome you into my heart now as my Savior from the power of sin, as my Lord forever. Thank you for accepting me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. 
Father, thank you for as much as they have believed with the heart and with the mouth confessed, their salvation becomes manifest in the name of Jesus. We ask for a cleansing of their conscience. We ask for the witness of the Spirit of God in their spirit. Now they are the child of God. Now they are the children of God. Let that witness be firm, be strong. We commend them unto your hands for power to live the life of Christ and to continue faithfully in the follow-up. In Jesus' name we pray. We encourage you to begin the follow-up that is on Wednesday. As we have come, telling God we are here to serve him. We have prayed. We'll just make this prayer in faith once more. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your children who have come out representing others who may not have come out as well. Father, receive the sacrifice of our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, receive the yieldedness of our souls to you in the name of Jesus. Lord God, your word has said, Behold my servant, I will put my spirit upon him. Let there be, O Lord, the resting of your spirit in greater measure upon everyone that is out here in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, your word says you will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way, walk ye in it. Lord, we ask for a clearness in the spirit, a clearness in the understanding that this is where God wants me to minister. This is how God wants me to minister. This is the time God wants me to minister in the name of the Lord Jesus. And Father, in every sphere you have called us into, we release your power to bring forth your effects. Lord, we do so in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you will protect your people. Lord, we ask that you will keep your people, that no discouragement, no distraction, no diversion will have any effect upon them, but that each will fully perform your purposes and receive a full reward in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, we ask that grace to overcome the mistakes of yesterday in the name of the Lord Jesus. That grace to navigate difficult and tumultuous situations, homes that are challenging, Lord, we release grace upon them in the name of Jesus. This year we decree victory in service and ministry in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Can church please stand? Can we all stand? We have spoken about seven mountains of influence. In which of these mountains are you as a student or as a player? Some of you are in more than one. In every of them, God is expecting you to do good works.
as you identify the mountain you are involved with as a student as a player those are the mountains that god is expecting you to bring the influence of the gospel the influence of the principles and purposes of the kingdom and the message of christ through those channels begin to talk to god about your involvement as a student as a player in just a moment of time tell god open my eyes open my eyes open my eyes that in each of these areas you have placed me i will see your works to do and by your power i will do them dedicate yourself to this purpose that in as many areas and spheres god has called you you are going to perform you have identified where you are you know whom you are in the name of the lord jesus we pray lord receive the sacrifice of ourselves lord i present the church to you as instruments of righteousness and slaves of holiness in the name of jesus christ father god you have ordained works for us to do cause our eyes to be open to those works cause our eyes to minister those works in the power of your spirit cause o oh god that the word and the principles of christ will come forth clearly powerfully and effectively and cause that every opportunity you grant us we will make the most of them all in the name of jesus father we banish confusion lord we release boldness and courage by your spirit because you have not given us the spirit of timidity but that of power love and self-control father we release ourselves unto these in the name of jesus every while guile of the enemy we cause to be of non-effect in our lives and service in the name of the lord jesus thank you father that in every place you have placed us as students every endeavor you have placed us as players the kingdom of heaven will manifest the domination of light will take over and the gospel of the kingdom will pervade in jesus name we pray and the church of god say